True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And we're so excited to be back in the studio today. And we have a marvelous guest. And we will be introducing her here in just a few minutes. But as usual, we're going to start off by reading a review that we got that was a fantastic review. Yes, it was. Five stars, and the title of it is Down to Earth. And the review says, it's refreshing to listen to two people who know how to stay in their lane. The two hosts are constantly providing disclaimers such as, quote, I don't know much about this, end quote, or, quote, this is just my opinion, end quote, before they state something. The same can't just can't be said for the majority of true crime content creators. Also, given that they are relatively new to the podcast world, it is nothing but endearing when they have a technical difficulty or experience new podcast growing pains. Keep up, keep up the great work. This type of content is definitely needed. That's so nice. Um, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh wait, there's more. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just lost my place. Um, Oh, here we go. Keep up the great work. This type of content is definitely needed. You'll be doing Blue Apron ads in no time. Sorry. It took me so long to read that. That's that's awesome. You know, it's funny about the stay in your lane. My kids would never agree with that, but I'm glad that she said that. That was really nice. (laughs) Not everybody thinks that about us, so thank you. And this review came from T. Madden 2007, and we just can't thank you enough. And, you know... I think the reason that my brain just paused is because this was our first time to have our true crime broads lunch before the podcast. We usually do it after. That's true. I think I may have to do this podcast lying down because we just had Mexican (laughs) food and it was so good, but I'm so full. I'm I'm in a food coma kind of. How about you? Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) We're going to have to go back to doing it after the show, I think. Time to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to roll cots in here for us to lay on while we do the show. There we go. Okay, so without further ado, oh wait, did you want to say something about the billboard before we oh, invite yeah. her? yeah, just to remind everybody, so the billboard is completely funded. Thank y'all so much for that, for helping us. Y'all always step up and help us um, in our time of need, and everybody just is so caring and kind and, uh, you know, just wanting this thing to be solved for Missy. So thank y'all enough for doing that, and... Uh, the billboard, the new one, will be up in May. So, so awesome. I will try to take pictures once it gets put up and post it for everybody to see. So just remind me if you haven't seen it. That's awesome. Okay, so our special guest today is Cami Jackson. Do you want to say a little bit about her? Already? Yeah, Cami Jackson. Um, she was a friend of Missy's. Um, she's a local to Ellis County. Um, and I believe she took some of uh, Missy's classes, right? She did. Yeah. Yes. So we're so excited to have her on. So we were going to bring her on. And she took some Camp Gladiator classes, and she was a good friend of Missy's. Some of you may have seen Cammie Jackson being interviewed on TV regarding the case, and they she very was I believe on. it was outside at at Missy's funeral actually. Yeah, very early on. And um, okay, so without further ado, we're going to introduce Cammie Jackson. Cammie. Yes. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee, how are you? Hi, Crystal. I'm good. How are y'all doing? Thank you so much for taking some time out to be with us today. Sure. Yeah, we were we we just knew that, that y'all were friends and we wanted to have you on just to, you know, give us a little insight into, you know, y'all's relationship, you know, your uh, connection to the community, Ellis County, that kind of thing. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, um, currently, well, first of all, my name is Cammie Jackson, and um, 
in my um, in my former life, I was president of uh, both the DeSoto Chamber of Commerce and the Midlothian Chamber of Commerce for quite a long time, which is how I knew um, Missy. But um, now I work with uh, my husband and I own a remodeling business and I work full time doing design work and customer service and um, admin for our company. Oh, that's awesome. What's the name of the remodeling company? It's called Handy Jack Services. Awesome. Nice. Nice ring to it. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So you said you met Missy doing um, it, doing the chamber. How did that tell us about yeah. that? Yeah. So back in uh, when I was the president of the DeSoto Chamber, Missy's brother-in-law actually was a chamber member. He, he's a chiropractor there in DeSoto. Right. And so I originally met him and uh, Chad, and um, probably about six months after I met him, he was telling me about Missy, his sister-in-law, and said um, she had started selling this uh, jeans line. I don't remember the name of it, but it was one where, you know, the girl shared the jeans, and, you know, she happened to have this group of jeans. Yeah, 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 that was it, exactly. (laughs) And um, so he, and at the time, uh, you know, I had a side gig selling uh, 31 uh, gifts. And so he said, hey, I'm trying to help Missy out. I'm going to have a little show at my house. She's going to be there. You know, we'd love for you to have a booth there too. So, or a table, not a booth, but a table there too. And so that's how I originally met her. And um, from there, we just kind of hit it off. And, you know, we did several different things together and you know, I knew her throughout the years. Um, and anyway, that's kind of interesting. Rambling. That's how, that's how I met her. Now that's so cool. Cammy. And my understanding is at some point you started to attend her camp gladiator classes. Is that true? I did. Yeah. So in, um, so in 2013, I, um, took the president, uh, position at the Midlothian chamber of commerce and um, I think it was about a year later, or maybe a couple of years later, that Missy became a camp gladiator um, instructor. And so um, they did a few things with the chamber. You know, they we had a, a run every year, and they did a warm up for the run. And so she was always asking me if I would come, you know, take a class with her. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've done boot camps before. I don't really know if I, you know, want to do that, but. I did. That's awesome. And um, so I took her early morning class and I did that, um, I get probably for about a year. And then um, in the, you know, in the wintertime, when I took her class, it was before the camps could actually go inside the building that they um, would, you know, that we would uh, work out at. Mm -hmm. so we were, we were outside in the wintertime and I'm like, I'm not an outside in the wintertime kind of person. <laughs> right, yeah. So I'm, so I'll see you in the spring. <laughs> right. Funny. Now, did you take any yeah. of her classes at Creekside Church? Uh, yes, uh-huh, okay. I did. I did. Yeah. All the time. Did you, did you um, ever feel unsafe when you were there working out that early in the dark? Uh, you know, I, it, it was Midlothian. So no, I mean, no, I mean, because we kind of started out at um, Navarro College and, you know, it was kind of well lit. Creekside was kind of well lit. And um, I would always be one of the first people to get there. And so um, I didn't feel super uncomfortable because, you know, it's a small town. And I right. feel, you know, I felt I felt 
you know, felt pretty safe. Right, exactly. right. Um, but, um, yeah. Where did y'all typically work out at when you did your, your um, Camp Gladiator there at the church? Well, we typically did it in the parking lot um, in front of the church. So uh, where that port is, there was a big parking lot. We typically did it there, except if it was raining, then we did it underneath that big awning, which is um, my understanding where we were supposed to do it that morning right. was under that big awning because again, we, at that time we weren't allowed to go into the building. So I, because it was going to be raining and it was April and it was still pretty cold in the mornings with the rain. Um, I made a split second decision not to go to class that morning. Wow. Which was, yeah. So, um, were you still at that, at that point in time, were you still one of the first people to arrive yeah. And so, it, yeah. so the class starts at five. Would you get there like at four fifty? Yeah. I'd usually get there between four 45 and four 50 just to, you know, yeah, just to do to my have, own little warm up. And right. Yeah. I hate running. That's in late, right. Yeah, exactly. So, Everybody's so, looking at you. Exactly. So from what we under now, Renee knew Missy a little bit. I didn't know her at all, just through other people. So what kind of a person was Missy? You know, she was just, she was very welcoming she was super bubbly um, even at five o'clock in the morning, you know, which a lot of people aren't super bubbly, but she was always, you know, just that motivating kind of person. Um, you know, we just, we, like I said, we had gotten to know each other, um, through the vault denim. In fact, she called me up one day out of the blue and said, Hey, um, I have some, I have the jeans here and I have some jeans that I think will fit your daughter. My daughter was uh, 15 at the time. And, um, she said, just come on, come on over to my house and y'all can look through everything. I mean, that's just the kind of person she was just real friendly and, you know, just a, yeah, a good person to be around. Yeah. That's consistent with everything we've heard. Just, she was really outgoing and really wanted to help other people and was the perfect personality for that type of job. Yeah. Being a trainer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she, I mean, she was very inclusive. She made everybody feel like they were, um, you know, doing a great job. I mean, because when I first started out, I thought, oh, you know, I don't know if I can, I used to do boot camps all the time, but now I'm older and I just don't know. And she's like, you're doing a great job. You just do you, you just do the best that you can do. She said, you're doing fabulous. And she was always very motivating, you know. Super positive person. Very, yeah. Um, So... That, we didn't know until literally right now that you were supposed to be there that morning. We didn't realize that. We thought you had taken yeah. some classes in the past, but we didn't know you were a current student. So that's very interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I was. And in, in fact, I um, I actually had a meeting in Mansfield that morning with a potential member. It was like around 8 o'clock. And one of my staff members called me and they're like, hey, don't you take Missy Beaver's camp gladiator classes? And I said, yeah. And they're like, did you hear? And I'm like, did I hear what? I didn't go this morning because it was raining. And that, you know, and they told me and I'm like, what? I mean, I, I, you know, honestly, I couldn't believe it. And they're like, you know, that could have been you that found her. And I'm like, well, thank you for pointing that out. Right. That uh, makes you scared forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's I mean, just I, impossible to wrap your mind around that that could have it, happened. It is. It really is. I mean, I even, I got off the phone with them. I, I called, turned around and I called Chad and I said, hey, I just heard something that I'm not sure if it's true or not. And 
you know, he confirmed that it was. Unbelievable. So, and honestly, I never, I never, I never went back to Camp Gladiator after that. I'm like, you never went back. I can't do it. I never went back. I, I mean, like, I understand I, that. I can't, I can't do it. I don't blame I just you. Can't. I, we can't blame you one I, bit. Not one bit. I would be the same as you. I'd be like, well, that's it for me. Well, and and, yeah. and since there's this, there's a debate about whether or not Missy was targeted or if it was random. If it was random, you definitely, I would never go back. Mm-hmm. But if I thought that it was an isolated thing, maybe I could. But I would still be pretty traumatized, especially with you being a friend of hers. It'd be different if it was just a strange instructor. That would be bad enough. But the fact right. that she was your actual friend makes this obviously just horrible. Um, yeah, it was. Do you think that very they, do you think that she I mean, none of us knows who did this, but do you think that they were there to get to get Missy or do you think this was wrong place, wrong time for Missy? You know, I, I go back and forth with it, you know, and I'm good friends with our police chief here and I go back and forth with it with him too you know he doesn't tell me anything of course because right. it's an ongoing investigation but you know i always give him my theories but i just feel like it was personal it it just feels like it was personal from you know the way that it was done so and you know in my mind it, she was targeted but well, i agree with course, you on that too i'm, <laughs> I'm, not, yeah. I'm no expert but well you know what though it's just a little bit it's so bizarre. It would be hard to believe somebody would dress up like that in the middle of the night and drive out to that church in the pouring rain just to hang of all out. All places, yeah. yeah. Just right. to hang out. Exactly. Um, in it the does, middle of the night. Doesn't I mean, make sense. Yeah. And, and yeah. it, it kind of looks like that person was still awake. I don't think they like set their alarm for 2.45. I think that they were probably still awake. I agree. They just, mm-hmm. looked, they just looked really alert and strange. But I don't yeah. know that for sure. Just horrific. So um, do you have any idea if it was a man or a woman? What's your instinct from looking at the video? You know, I don't know, because um, at first I thought that, you know, it could be a man, but it feels like a woman. You know, when you when you see the 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 walk and just the body shape and the walk, I, I feel like maybe it's a woman. It's. It's kind of a androgynous kind of person, really is. almost. Right, right. Because that they did a really good job of concealing themselves. If most people, I mean, most people don't know the gender. Even well, yeah. even right. the, the investigators claim that they're not sure. Which is, I mean, when you amazing. first look at it, the video, and you see this person, you instantly, in my in my mind, at least I did, I instantly thought, man. And then as I watched it a little bit more, I thought, wait a minute, that's not really looking like a man. I mean. You know, from a distance, yeah. And you know what did it for me, too, was I was starting to think woman after a while, and then the height range came out, and it's just unusual for men to be in that bracket, but it's super common for women to be in that mm-hmm. bracket. So just sort of statistically, it right. seems more likely it's a woman, too. But and that stance, right. that yeah. stance is also yeah. kind of sealed it for yeah. me, you know. I, my, I know my husband can't stand like that, but I mean, I guess there's somebody out there. That yeah, can, well, you know, Cammie, when the perpetrator is standing in front of that door, messing with the doorknob, they kind of stand with their hip popped. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That, uh-huh. That's, yeah. such a, that's such a woman thing. I, you just don't, it, what, yeah. you don't see men stand like that. Yeah. I agree with Renee. I tried to get my husband yeah. to do it and it was very funny. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't do it yeah. at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. so this probably is just some yeah. crazy woman. I wonder if this person, of course, we don't know anything, but 
I wonder if this person's still in Ellis County and just living their lives or did they come from afar? We just don't. It's just amazing to think that someone could do something this horrendous and then just sort of blend back into the community. Yeah, just go about their life like nothing happened. And I feel like, you know, if that's the case, that one of these days they're, they, they're just going to mess up. Or they're going to say something. I just, I don't know how you could just not say something. Exactly. And not, and maybe not intentionally, but you know. And you would think that they would have had a breakdown over the guilt or the horrificness of it. It kind of makes you think, wow, this must really be truly a psychopath. Because most people mentally would sort of break down after something like that. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, you got to wonder, you know, what kind of person is this really? And right. could they potentially do it again? Definitely that's not the, all there. That's really scary to think about. It is. Um, <clears throat> you know, they say that you at least several times in your life you'll pass a killer. And you always wonder, like, okay, which one is it? <laughs> You know, I mean, right. you don't know because they just, they, they know how to blend in and act, you know, normal. So really scary. Right. Um, now yeah. you talked about uh, working with Missy, um, of course, doing the Camp Gladiator classes. And I guess she, um, you met her through the chamber. Um, how often did you see or talk to her? Where Did y'all hang out or did you just do the Camp Gladiator or what was that like? Yeah, you know, we didn't really hang out per se. We, I did the Camp Gladiator with her. And then, like I said, um, once she um, was, once we were both here in Midlothian with uh, involved with the chamber, she um, did some warm up routines for us. We used to do um, vendors, big vendor shows a couple of times a year. And so they always had a booth. So she was always at their booth. And um, I also did a, um, a couple of 31 shows for her at her house. So, um, oh, okay. You know, yeah, so we saw each other, you know, okay, you know, it's not like we hung out on a monthly basis, but we saw each other pretty often. I was kind of like you. I met her through uh, Vault Denim, and uh, we were uh -huh. together doing that. And, you know, like you said, we didn't hang out um, outside of that, but we did, um, you know, we were friendly to each other. I enjoyed her. She, Like you said, she was so sweet, and, and you could tell she genuinely cared about people. So that's why I enjoyed uh, working with her doing that. So I'm Yeah, I'm and something. her... Her girls were adorable. Yeah, she has some beautiful girls, that's for sure. Yeah, she did. They were so cute. I think it was, um, she had one that was just a couple years younger than my daughter, I think. And um, so whenever we were there, they'd be hanging out together. And, and I can't think of her name, but um, Allie, I think, Allie. Oh, yeah, Allie. Um, super, super cute. Yeah. yeah, those poor girls, they're the biggest victims here probably yeah Just, i mean mm -hmm. unbelievable having to be able to go on without your mom is is um extremely difficult that age yeah yeah, really yeah. all three of them um you um you talked about some kind of shows that y'all did what what were that what were you talking about on the shows that y'all went to oh we did um the chamber put on a couple of vendor shows every year. We called it, um, one was the marketplace and then one was the fall festival. So we had one in the spring and one in the fall. Oh, okay. And um, so we had a ton of vendors out there, you know, it was community yeah. events for the okay. people to come shop. So Camp Gladiator always had a booth and Missy was always there. Now I seen a picture of Missy at something that looked like that. Maybe that's what it was. And it looks like yeah, they had a big spinning wheel type thing. Maybe they uh -huh, were giving away. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
That's exactly what it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that picture, yeah, too. I always yeah. wondered what that was. Now we know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> All the pieces start coming together, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like putting together a puzzle. I wish we could get the missing piece, that's for sure. I know. I know that yeah. one missing piece. We, we need that. We really do. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, they were they were super involved and stuff like that. That's awesome. Local rumors about this case seem about Missy seem to be all over the place, and most of it probably inaccurate. So it's really hard to tell what happened. <laughs> I've got to say, Midlothian Police has done an amazing job at keeping this under wraps. I mean, nothing's yes, leaked. They have. There hasn't been yep. one leak that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly true. Amazing. Usually somebody yeah. somebody leaks something in six years, but not here. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're very tight-lipped. Yeah, I can tell you, like I said, I'm friends with the uh, police chief, and zip, zip, he won't tell me a thing. Right, like, I right. Promise I, I promise I won't tell anybody. I promise. <laughs> He's like, All right. Like, no, <laughs> not I know. I went to school with his brother because um, he's, he's a little bit older than me, and I went to school with his brother. But, of course, I haven't talked to him in years and wouldn't attempt to, but – uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they have to do, you know, keep it under wraps so they can, you know, preserve the investigation. I just wish they could release a little bit more video. Or just let us know. know. Or just let us know if they're getting close, because I think especially the people that live in the immediate area are a little bit afraid, and they should be. Because they're, I mean, if right. at, at the end of this day, as they say, we do have a homicidal maniac on the loose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, that's the reality. And the thing that, it is the reality. And the thing that bothers me a little bit is, you know, I, you know, it's, it's coming on six years, right? And so people start to get complacent, and they forget, and then new people move in, and they don't really know what happened. And so it's like, you know, you don't want the memory of that to just disappear. Right. Especially, like you said, because there is a maniac on the loose somewhere. We don't know right. where, but somewhere. And, and right? e even if it's targeted to Missy, who's to say this person couldn't get that angry with someone else and do it again? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when somebody snaps once, there's, you know, there's a chance that they're going to snap again. And, and what's really scary is snapping, you know, is one thing in which I agree with you, this person snapped, but they were also very methodical and planned it out. They were, they were lying in wait for her. And that's just so terrifying. Uh, very. Mm -hmm. um, it's just hard to believe that anyone is that crazy to do something like this, especially to someone like Missy, who doesn't really have any enemies. So right. It's really right. hard to understand. I mean, her family, I mean, we've heard of a lot of cases where they, they had talked to the family and the family says, oh, and the best friends will say, oh, go talk to this guy. You know, make sure you question him because he was bothering her all the time. I mean, it sounds like um, Missy's friends and family didn't really have anyone to point to, which is wild because it really makes this a huge mystery. Yeah, it it really does. And that probably really... I mean, the police could have used something like that, but I don't think they got that in this case. No, not at all. No. Well, and I know, you know, because um, at the time that I was going to, um, you know, her camp gladiator classes on the alternate days, I worked out with a different trainer in the afternoon. Well, in the wintertime, we switched to the morning since I wasn't doing camp gladiator in the morning. And I was working out at a little gym not far from my house in Midlothian. And um, the police would stake out that gym right after this happened. They were there at five o'clock whenever we got there and they stayed there 
until either somebody else got there or it got light enough that they felt comfortable with us leaving oh, that's, by ourselves. That's awesome. nice. Yes, that's so, so nice. which, yeah, which I thought was, well, first of all, I thought that was a great thing for them to do. But, but second of all, that leads me to believe that in the beginning they had no clue whether this guy was going to strike, this person was going to strike again, exactly. not knowing, you know, what the circumstances were. Right. So I don't, I'm, you know, I'm, and, and, Still, we don't know if they've weeded through all that to figure out, mm-hmm. like you said, whether it was targeted or if it's, you know. Right. That's wonderful just, that they took that precaution for y'all. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, going to Camp Gladiator, but I, I didn't ask you, how long did you attend Camp Gladiator altogether? Um, it was probably a um, it was probably a year. Maybe it was probably a year by the time Missy actually convinced me to start going. And then um, that happened. It was about a year. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate now that you aren't able to do it because of that, but we totally get it. I know it would probably traumatize me to never go back for sure. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's... Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, there are certain things in your life that just are um, such a life-changing thing that it just causes you to kind of shift. Oh, yes, yeah. Exactly. And that that was one of them. Absolutely. I was just going to ask if you keep in touch with any of the other camp gladiator participants from your class. From Missy's class. I, um, yeah, there is one actually that, um, I, two actually that I keep in touch with one where, uh, we're just Facebook friends. The other one I see in the community quite often. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. So we don't talk about what happened, but Right. Yeah, it seems we like do keep, we do keep in touch. It does nice. seem like a tight knit community with Camp Gladiator, so I can understand that. You know, everybody kind of watching out for each other, and you know that makes sense. Yeah. Now, how has yeah? The, it re- go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it. Re- it really is a tight knit community, you know, because what one of the uh, ladies that I keep in touch with now, um, she even said to me just recently, she goes, "I remember my first day of." camp gladiator and you were so encouraging and you were showing me, you know, what to do on some of the stuff that I didn't know how to do. And I said, well, I said, you know, because when I first started going, that's what people did for me because right. they, that's how, that's how they are. You know, they're just very supportive and very inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, you hear that story a lot. That makes sense. Oh, sure. Cammy, were you aware that Missy had a couple of women who came early to start their workouts at 4.30 so they could leave early? Uh, no, okay. not, uh, it, but, but that may have been um, on the alternate days when I didn't go. Okay, because the day that she was murdered, um, two women were supposed to have shown up at 4.30 to work out. That was sort of their new normal routine. And mm. it just, by pure happenstance, they didn't show up. One of them decided they just didn't want to go in the rain, kind of like you. And the other one had a flat tire. And she did, ended up oh, not wow. get, she ended up not getting there till 5. So that was just a huge coincidence that, because I often wonder, we've talked about this on our podcast before, what would have happened if those ladies would have been there at 4.30? Like, right. like they were yeah. supposed to be. Because that might have changed everything, or heaven forbid, they could have been killed too. Um, right. Hard to say how that would have turned out, but there were two women. We won't say their names on the air, but we do know who they are. Um, they just, by pure luck, didn't go that morning. Wow. Yeah. So they were even, I mean, that, yeah, that would freak me out for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that they're was- probably not like me. They they probably still go. They're probably like, yeah, we're still going anyway, right? They didn't quit. They're not a quitter like I don't, me. I don't. <laughs> oh, hey, don't beat yourself up. I would have been a quitter, too. Renee and I never started, so you're way ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. We, we can't even make it to that 5 a.m. part. You know, that's, that's enough to keep me not going. Yeah, I was going to say, that's uh, I'm that an early bird, me. but not that early. <laughs> not, not quite that early. Not quite that yeah. early. Um, I mean, I, I know we've kind of discussed this, but is there anything else that this, this, how has the murder affected you in your life besides Camp Gladiator? Because, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I wouldn't, you know, that would be, you know, such a, just to know that you were supposed to be there and you weren't there, that enough in itself would have me going, I uh, think that's a sign I'm not supposed to ever go back. But what about <laughs> in just your regular life? How has that affected you? Well, honestly, I went and got my... Um, uh, concealed carry or open carry, like, what do they call it now? License to carry. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I carry a, a firearm with Good me wherever you. I go. Good for you. So, you know, and I hope and pray that I never have to use it, but I'm prepared right. if I have to. Right. Yeah. I actually did the same thing. So I'm right there with you. I don't ever want to pull it out, but it's there in case I need it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And just, you know, just to be more, just a little bit more aware of, mm-hmm your surroundings and, you know, things like that. And, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm suspicious of every character I see, but you're just more, you know, you just walk around with your eyes a little bit more wider open, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. One of the other, uh, we had a couple of campers, Missy's campers on our podcast not long ago, and, uh, they had mentioned, one of them had mentioned, um, people driving by and, I don't know if they were honking or just slowly driving by. Kind of made them feel weirded out. Um, did Did you ever witness any of that? Um, yeah, you know, people did used to drive by and and honk, and I just figured because you know the flag was out there that they were just showing their support. You know, like, hey, good for you, five a.m. workers. Right, I'm not doing <laughs> right. it, but you know, we're, <laughs> we're glad you're out there. Right. So there was a flag that was like towards the road that said Camp Gladiator. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I guess it wasn't a mystery then what was going on. How big was the flag? Was it something you could see from 287? Um, yeah, you know, because it was one of those, you see them all the time in front of buildings. You know, it's like kind of that real long, wavy flag that yeah. you can't really see what it says because it's, you know, blowing in the wind. But, you know, something's happening. Yeah, since it was the, one of those since, flags. Since the weather was so bad that morning, do you think that Missy put it out that morning? Probably not. Um, she, you know, she may, she may not, not have, I'm trying to remember, um, you know, she probably didn't put it out when it was raining, but, um, because most of the time when it was raining, she just kept all or or all the time when it was raining, she just kept all the stuff right underneath that, um, awning, that awning. awning. Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned, um, that you had attended classes and most of the time they were outside, but if it was inclement weather, raining, whatever, cold, y'all would do it under the awning. Did you ever attend any classes inside the church? No, no, because um, like I said, because I asked Missy about that one time, um, if we could, you know, I said, why don't we go inside when it's raining or cold? And she said, well, because the insurance that CG carries doesn't allow us to go inside the building. At some point after that, they changed it. And And I don't and they may have been changing it right around that time because you know every every you know everybody keeps saying that she was going to hold the class inside the church but the night before the 
the class. So that would have been Monday night. I mean, Sunday night, right? right. She posted in, in our group, Hey, the weather's supposed to be bad tomorrow. If it's raining, we're going to, I'm going to, you know, we'll have class underneath the awning. Right. I mean, she literally posted yeah, that in the group. So, mm-hmm. so, that's, you know, when they say that she was setting up inside that, I don't think that's true. And and it was normal for y'all to have access to the restrooms inside, correct? No. Oh, interesting. Because she went in before she was murdered and flipped on lights and stuff. And we just always assumed that was for her class to be able to use the bathroom. Mm-mm. We oh. were now, uh, now I'm, I am going to tell you that, re- you know, remember I said that I didn't go when it was cold. So at yeah. some point, you know, the church might have given her access and, you know, it was after I stopped going. Cause in the hot months we were never, we never went into the church. So ever. it was, so it was just locked up. Interesting. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wonder why that, cause she was definitely murdered inside the church. I wonder why, yeah. that, why that morning did she take keys and open it and go inside? She was, apparently she was seen carrying some equipment inside. Yeah. I was going to say mm-hmm. she was doing something extra in there cause she had a table or mm-hmm. something with yeah, her. That's, that's what we were told. That's why yeah. we just assumed she always unlocked it for the participants to have access to the bathrooms, but that's interesting that you're saying that because yeah. you, you actually were in the class, so you would know. That's very yeah. interesting. But, you know, like I said, you know, unless the church had, you know, um, decided that they were going to let her have access to it, you right. know, they might, because I, I know now that they can go inside. And so CG might have been changing their insurance policies. So, you know, something's going to happen in the couple of months that um, right. I hadn't been going to class. Um, and, you know, and who knows, after she posted that, the church might have, you know, called her and said, hey, we saw your post. And if you want, you can, you know, get inside the building. We don't care, whatever, whatever. Right. But, why, why do you um, think, why do you think Missy was inside the church that morning on April 18th? Well, this is what I think. And this is just, uh, this is just my thinking, you know, the, the murderer broke into the church, right. And yes. was inside the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. What I think is that they, he or she was standing at that door when Missy was setting up and, you know, you can unlock those doors from inside. It's got that little, I, I now I don't know. I've never, I have, I didn't study the doors when I was inside that church, but you know how you have that little knob that you twist and that's how you open the door from the inside. Yes. I'm thinking, you know, that person could have undone that and said, you know, back into Missy said, here, you know, come here, I need you for something. And she could have walked in. Oh, that's I don't interesting. Know. That's, I never thought about that. That's interesting. <laughs> that's just, that's just my theory because I just remember her posting, we're going to be outside. So why would she be setting, why would she go inside unless that person who was, we already know was already in the church, right? Right. Said, Hey, Hey, I need you for something or, you know, whatever. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't run that theory by the investigators. Right, right. It's just such a mystery. (laughs) Yeah, that's even more of a mystery now because we just thought it was routine for her to go in. Yeah, we believe me, my mind has went back and forth so many times. I don't even think I remember anymore what because it's just went back and forth, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, lights being turned on and not setting up inside at all. And then she did go inside. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and somebody who was actually, you know, taking her camp during the winter months when I wasn't there, they might've said, Oh yeah, we used to go in there sometimes. I don't know. I just know that we didn't. And she, you know, and she said, we're going to be outside. So yeah. we had another, that's what, go ahead. I was just going to say, cause that's what I kept 
saying to my you know husband, I said, I don't understand why they keep saying she was inside. We didn't ever go inside. Yeah. Yeah. And she was definitely murdered inside. She was found yeah. al- almost in the middle of the building um, on that right. other, on one side. One of the uh, yeah. other campers that did a um, podcast with us, she said that they when they did do it inside, see, we thought it was going to be maybe like in the sanctuary or something. She said they actually mm-hmm. did it along the hall, which we were kind of surprised by that. We were like, okay, we didn't know that either. And yeah, they, oh, they, okay. they had said it was more like when it was freezing because for rain, they would just do what you said, go under the awning. But if it was like really, really cold, like in January, they would go mm-hmm. inside for those classes. And you probably just didn't go because it was so cold, and I would have been right there with you. Yeah, it's hard to get up yeah. in the morning and go out in the rain and go out in the cold and then go <laughs> and then go work out really hard. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Right, a lot. exactly. Yeah. It's too much for me, too. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that the heat's any really a whole ton better, but I guess it's not as miserable, but hot is just as bad, so. Well, I'll tell you, I would rather be, in a hundred degree weather working out than in thirty degree weather working out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I prefer the little, heat anyway. Probably a little backwards from what everybody else says, but I like the heat. Yeah, I like the summer versus the winter for sure. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any theories on what this what could have happened to Missy? I mean, we all are just he, guessing, he, obviously, but yeah. You know, I, I just feel like it was somebody that, um, you know, there's a lot of um, stories going around about, you know, who she was texting and some different things like that. I don't really know anything about that, but, you know, somebody could have gotten upset about it and just, you know, if they have psychopathic tendencies, you know, they could have really gone off the deep end. I don't know. Right. I really don't. You know how you know how the police told the media early on that Missy had received some really weird messages on her LinkedIn mm-hmm. account. Do you think that yeah. that's connected to this murder? Because it was only if, it was within the two or three days before she was killed, apparently, that she got these messages. So she would have been in Austin at that event for at least during some of this time. What do you think? Right. That, do you think that that might be her killer, or is that just a coincidence? Do you think? You know, I just, I feel like it's probably just a coincidence, but, um, you know, it's just like anything is possible, honestly. Right. That's true. You know, and you get, you you know, and you get, you probably do too, you know, you get random messages from people all the time on social media and it's like, Mm -hmm. and I just, just block them and delete them. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, what about a what about if she did that or, or responded and they got, you know, upset? Who knows? It's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's hard to define a creepy and strange message. Like, um, everybody might not agree what, it, you know, we may not all think the same thing about a creepy and strange message, but yeah, she thought that they were alarming enough that she showed it to the friend that she was with at the time and said, look, mm-hmm. at, look at this message. It's from some random guy that neither one of them recognized the name, but Obviously, that was probably a fake account if it was the killer. And if it wasn't the killer, right. you're right. Social media is full of weird stuff, so it may not be connected. What What, what about yeah. the uh, car driving around SWFA? What do you think about that? Oh, the Nissan Altima. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's certainly odd. And it's like, okay, why are you driving around a building that's closed at, what time was it? Like 2.45 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Something. And it's like, okay, that's weird. But... 
you know, but then it gets lost because the video feed can't, you know, couldn't follow it as far. That's when you think, gosh, I wish we had some kind of, you know, you you see it all the time on crime shows where, you know, they can follow a car because there's video all along the street. Why can't we have that? If we, yeah. if we just had that, we could have followed that car, right? Yeah. You um, know, one of my neighbors showed me her, be- or, um, you know, the ring doorbells. I don't uh-huh. have one yet. I don't know why. But she showed me, she had footage of somebody driving nowhere. It wasn't even that close to her house. I didn't realize those ring cameras went that far as far as what they can see. So, well, I, I, I agree think with you. Can connect, you can connect to neighborhoods because oh. I get I get messages all the time from um you know, from my neighborhood or my surrounding neighborhoods that say, hey, this happened in my neighborhood. Watch for this car or this oh, person. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, she, she was yeah. showing me the footage and she said, well, there was this creepy car in front of her house. And then she showed me footage of it a couple houses down. I thought, wow, I didn't know those ring cameras could pick that up. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, you would, think, you would think that a gun store's cameras would be the best because everyone knows that gun stores have the best surveillance and video. Yeah. To camar- cameras, I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was my question was, um, I mean, it literally faces, it doesn't, it faces, you know, the other direction, but there's a clear view from them to the church. And it you just, mean when they're in that parking spot? No, the actual cameras up in the, oh, up in the, the cameras, because yeah, they're up mm-hmm. as tall as the building. You would think that if they went back and reviewed those, they could actually see the person driving around the parking lot, you know, but I don't know. Well, I, what yeah. do I know? I'm not an expert. <laughs> Right. We're, we're not well, even sure if police think that's the killer or not. Right. Well, and, you know, and sometimes I think that they only, you know, they withhold so much information because it's like only the killer would know this. Right. And so we got to keep it close to our vest so that it doesn't leak out. So other people, you know, can can talk about it because that way, if they interview the killer, right, they're going to say something that's going to go bingo. You're the only person who would have known that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I just wish that day would hurry up and come. I know me too. I'm like, come on. Yeah, it would be it would be great if like, you know, I I watched the, you know, all these 48 hours and Dateline and all that stuff. And, you know, and sometimes they a cold case, you know, where they figure something out 10 or 12 or 20 years later. And I'm like, okay, it's going on year six. I think that it's time for this one to you know, come out of the closet and let's find, let's figure out something. When this, yeah. but, when this first happened, did you think it would get solved quickly? Um, I did, you know, I thought that it was going to be somebody that was, um, you know, close to her that would, would, that would either break down and tell somebody, or they would figure, you know, something out, you know, however, through whatever forensic evidence. Well, when I was talking to Chief Smith about it, he said there is no forensic evidence because the person was so covered up yeah, with gloves and, you know, a face mask and, you know, and everything that there's, there's nothing to tie them to the murder scene. So that kind of was discouraging. Yeah, really? So really like, well, then, then how do you, then how do you figure out who it is? Right. They really knew what they were doing with covering themselves up. They did a good yeah. job. They did, which means that you're right. Even though they, I think it's because the way that she was murdered, it seems to me like they snapped and it was, you know, passionate, but they did put a lot of research into it before they, before it happened. 
or they could have firsthand knowledge of ways to get away with you know murder like maybe a relative or friend or somebody's in the you know law enforcement and they know Uh you know they kind of get they kind of hear stories or something and know things and you know because i mean i I watch a lot of true crime shows but i still wouldn't go oh i know how to get away with that you know right (laughs) right exactly (laughs) yeah yeah Un- unbelievable. Right. Apparently, no fingerprints, um, no usable DNA. Um, mm-hmm. It's really sad. It is very sad. Do you think that it's close to being solved, or do you think that? No, well, I don't. What makes you think that? I, you know, I just feel like there's. Um, I don't think that it's a you know a dead case because um, you know according to my contacts at the police department, they do have somebody working. You know working on it because they have all these leads that they have to follow. And they said, you know, sometimes it takes years and years to follow a lead because you, you know, you're following the lead and then this lead says this, and now you have to go off on this rabbit trail, you know, so it's all this, you know, stuff that you have to do, but they, there's such a lack of evidence that I just don't know how they could be close to solving it. I see. Yes. I know in the beginning they, um, they were on a, a trail, um, of, of a person for quite some time. And I think that, I don't know how they got on that trail, but I think that they unfortunately spent a lot of time on that dead end. And I think that took a lot away a lot of time on um, maybe the person that, you know, that actually did it to be able to investigate them. It took away time for that because they were, you know, spending it on this other person. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, they didn't know. I, right. Yeah. Because how do you know what's a good lead and what's a bad lead and what's, um, you know, unless the evidence is just so, you know, so, so solid, exactly. which this obviously wasn't how, you know, how do you know, you got to follow every little piece of evidence until it's like you said, until it's dead. And sometimes that takes a long time. That's true. Very true. Well, I don't think we have any other questions for you. Cammie, um, did you have anything else you wanted to share? Uh, no, I think we talked about uh, really everything. That okay. was y'all had great questions. Oh well, thank you so much for agreeing to being on. We we really getting close to the six year anniversary. It really means a lot to us to talk to people who knew her, and we know that you guys were actually friends, and that means a lot. So thank you for your time, and we hope that our listeners, Absolutely. we hope that our local listeners will check out Handy Jack Services and um, come and see uh, Cammy and her husband. Anything else? Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank we, you. We, we really enjoy uh, being able to talk to people who knew her. We're trying to keep this going so that we can keep uh, people aware of the case and people calling in tips. And it really helps for people to come on and just, you know, talk with us about it like you have. And we really appreciate you doing that. Yes, we sure do. And well, if, I, if anything well, changes, maybe we can have another conversation in the future about the case. Yeah, that would be great. And I really appreciate um, everything that y'all are doing to keep the uh, you know, keep the case alive and out there and top of people's minds. So it doesn't just get forgotten. She doesn't just get forgotten. Right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Cammie. It was wonderful talking to you and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Keep in thank touch. you. Y'all too. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 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 So we are, su- so we are super excited to tell y'all about She's Birdie. It's a personal safety alarm made for women by women. Yeah, they're colorful alarms. They have a 130 decibels alarm and a flashing strobe light that's designed to deter any attack. 
And these would make a great gift for everyone, whoever that important woman is in your life. I would highly recommend getting one of these. And you can also use our discount code. Oh, absolutely. The best news is, is we're going to help y'all get a discount. Well, there's five colors to choose from. And She's Birdies will give you 15% off. Uh, they're partnering with organizations that support women's safety. So they're letting us offer our listeners 15% off. All you have to do is you enter True Crime Broads 15. So it's True Crime Broads spelled out one five at checkout and you'll get the discount. Yep. Just go to www.she'sbirdie.com when checking out. Yes. Yeah.